0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Learning to Fly, the podcast. In today's episode, I will be reading poetry from I Write to Keep Me Sane by Carolyn L. Robinson. She is a phenomenal person, a phenomenal woman, and a incredibly strong voice that uh, I think we need more of in the world. She has seven collections out thus far. She's been on the podcast before, and honestly, she is just a really incredible person, so, I Write to Keep Me Sane is the most recent collection. It's probably one of my favorite collections by her. And I'm going to read from it today. And I think that this is a great way to look at Women's History Month and um, to really celebrate the different voices. But first, I have our Vertellis question. And that for today is, what habit would you like to change? Instead of pausing today, though, I'm going to be quiet on my end and give you 30 seconds to think about this question and really hone in your answer, and then I will ask it again for you to immediately follow with your answer. Alrighty, so what habit would you like to change? If you need more time to consider the question, go ahead and pause here. Otherwise, what habit would you like to change? Final answer. And now on to the poetry. So the first one I want to read is titled, Why Do They Hate Me? I am still trying to figure out why they hate me so much. I know my hair is bold and nappy and will never straighten out without chemicals and heat, but why do I need it to? Is it thick? It is thick and full and I have the privilege to style it however I want. I know my lips are full, but they help me to speak words of love in every poem I write. I know my fingers are long, but strong. They help me to hold on to the dreams when I snatch them out of the clouds and serve them up on a plate for all humanity to see. I know my body is not model size, but it has borne three brown babies who have excelled in school and in life. And so I love all the places where they made me thick, left me adequately full, full enough to teach them compassion, full enough to be soft hearted when in the world there is so much bitter and irate. I am trying to understand why they hate me so much, why the thought of standing up for myself or even talking about taking a knee would threaten some mysterious thing about who they are, who they perceive themselves to be, who they don't want me to be in this world, but it is not up to them to decide I have been planted by the waters of life. I am meant to live. I am meant to grow despite the knife they stuck in my back, despite the knees they place on my neck. I am meant to thrive. I am meant to breathe. I know my mind is brilliant and that my heart is pure. I know that I can collect butterflies when I send out the message of love. I pray that their worms of hate will never swallow it up, that my words will never return to me void, that they have the power every time they read again. I do not know why they hate me so much. Perhaps it is because I am so beautiful within. Propensity for Lesser Things He had a propensity for lesser things, and I, being already well aware of my royalty, wanted only the best. To dig into the earth and unmask Her richest gifts peel back the stars and let the golden orbs fall into my fingertips, but not wanting, but not without mixing with the blood and sweat and tears of everything I have ever been, not without finding the root of my ancestors who willed their way through every dark night they slept in the big house, waiting for the master's cold, rough hands to ravage them again. Yet, yes. He had a propensity for lesser things, and I, who had already found rainbows after the storm, wanted to place my feet in the crystal clear waters in the Maldives, bake cookies in the winter from atop Mount Kilimanjaro, or simply walk hand in hand in the desert sand surrounding the pyramids. I wanted it all. But his propensity towards lesser things made him afraid to move through the shadows or feel his way through the darkness when the path couldn't be seen. Kept him quiet when he should have been loud and loud far too many times when there was nothing else to say. He had a propensity for lesser things and it became a struggle for me. Felt like life dying inside of me. Kept me thirsty to the ba- To be bathed in warm water made me always hungry for what I didn't have, knew I'd never have without him. And me, queen of nothing but my own existence, knew that I could create greatness, knew that with God all things were possible, knew that I was the master of my own fate. So I dared to believe in more, dared to want it all, dared to have it all without him, and somehow learned to live. I'm going to pause here to talk about today's sponsor. And then when I return, I want to kick us off with a poem titled Becoming Ourselves. Once again, these are poems from I Write to Keep Me Sane by Carolyn L. Robinson. Alrighty, so as we come back, this is Becoming Ourselves from I Write to Keep Me Sane by Carolyn L. Robinson. I realized after all these years, I had never fully bloomed into love. Into this duo of hearts and heartbreak, never welded any pieces in myself to your brand of human, never gave a bow for bow, just always found a way to break you. never sent roses off in your direction or climbed the ivy that ran around your heart. When you heard my name, there was something there was always something else standing in your place, some quicksand to trap me in the swallow in the ah of that moment that connected me to everyone but you. I bled sometimes in the moments I lied to you, caught between disdain and the possibility, possibly even real love, but I wouldn't have known it. I couldn't fully understand me yet, had to come back to myself, was running after my real self. I needed her again. Needed to see her shining in the sunlight so I couldn't possibly love you fully. I wasn't big enough, not full enough to divide time and space between all of us. Sun, moon, and stars, and us. Just wasn't adequate for the big dreams I had for me. Couldn't give you one until you were ready for it and still not sure if you can handle it or if you're just front end for kicks. Either way... Real life happens when the work you plan, not plan the work. Now I see the full cycle of things so I can be satisfied in the full body of work and all the time invested because all of it led us to ourselves again. This next one is titled Poet Realized. Love has always been the subject. Every poem I have written Well, most poems I have written came out of that deep feeling that happens when a lover says I love you or I don't anymore. Either way, those words leap out from between the lips of that loved one and jumps into your brain then settles onto the beating muscle we call a heart. I have tried for years to lessen its effects, to write away the emotion of all, but it never feels as good as when you read about it later. Years later, when you realize you have captured the sting perfectly or held the sway and the glide of the happy parts inside your palm, when you can read the sunshine in the lines, then and only then do you realize that you really are a poet. This next one is in the special way I have had to provide. I want my voice to be low, barely heard from speaking up and speaking out, from shouting from the rooftops, from laughing with my friends, from yelling at my children. I hope you have to press in close to hear whatever final words of wisdom I could possibly give when I die. I pray I die a whole body of work, that when they see my ashes on the table in the urn, they will smile, they will know the same, that my image there will spark some flare. that eventually my God will make a flame and someone who loved me, who saw me for who I am, will shed a tear and softly say my name, then take up my legacy so I can run again with them. Who do I have the audacity to be? I have the audacity to be fire, not just spark, but eternal flames. I can burn entire cities down if I, but call on his name. Who do I have the audacity to be? I am the thunderstorm and sometimes the wind. I could blow a cool, pleasant breeze or tear your roof off if I mistakenly sneeze. I am the flash in the lightning, quick and loud, and I'm sure you have heard how sometimes I just rumble up in the clouds. I have the audacity to be the water rising at your door, now covering your furniture and all you thought I'd stop at the floor, and I'd just keep rising, push you onto the roof, then I'd make you sit there quietly until your tongue could speak the truth. Who do I have the audacity to be? i am the sun there is no greater light except for my father and he is unmatched there is no other i am the heat of four hundred years but you never stop long enough to see any of the tears i am the beauty you see when you look all around at the top of the mountains the green in the trees i am mother nature the bird and the bees who do i have the audacity to be i am the space you don't occupy infinitely bound i am the air in your lungs The gulp after water goes down. I am the rivers and the lakes might sometimes be seas. I am the ripple or I can be the wave. All I have to do is choose to believe. Who do I have the audacity to be? Absolutely anything I damn well please. And the final poem I want to share from this collection today is titled A Dance in Nature. Take me to your river's bed where I can lie naked and still, where the sun can pour over every inch of me like sticky, sweet molasses spread across my skin like peanut butter on brown bread. Hold me in your arms. Let me feel the swelter of your breath on my ear. I want to touch the ripple of every muscle under each fingertip and beneath the point of my tongue. Let our bodies give praise to the Father, the Spirit, and Son. Take me to your water's edge. Let me feel the small delight of sugar plum droplets as they run amidst the valley in between my mounds or the deluge of the rain at the peak of your storm. Let the words that come from the poet's lips become a blissful cacophony of sound, a constant stream of swell and calm. Let the birds tweet and whistle while they fly all around and dare the ants to come near to our sacred ground. May our outright exposure to nature reveal the beauty that God originally planned, where we would be part of all things divine, where we could blend nature's bodies and mind around the concept that all things become beautiful in time. So take me to your river's bed. Let us do the dance of body to body until our full maps of skin has been read. And when we are done, let us lay quiet and linger there. Our bodies, a hymn, a eulogy of both praise and prayer. Alrighty, so those were poems from I Write to Keep Me Sane by Carolyn L. Robinson. She's been on the podcast before, so if you have any interest in hearing from her, um, I highly recommend you go back and find that episode. She also has an incredible uh, social media page on Instagram at um, lovepoet18. And she runs All That Drama, which is a Facebook page about her Youth and Drama Productions, which is an incredible thing that she does. So, thank you as always for tuning into today's episode of Learning to Fly, and I'll see you back here tomorrow.